how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Let me turn. See me, okay. Turn me up. And um, before we get started, I have to do this plug. Untouchable Crowns is sponsoring this episode of the Unspoken. So the blessed oil and the blessed bomb is available. If you all need something to moisturize your scalp or grow back your edges or bald spots, honey, it did it for me. Okay. So log on to youcrowns.com. That's the letter U crowns, plural.com or untouchable crowns on Instagram. Okay. Amen. All right. Welcome to the unspoken. We have our guests here today. Um, today's topic is let's talk postpartum. So we're going to dig. Okay. But before we get started, let's go ahead and invite. So I want you to, um, am I, and I'm not pronouncing your name right. I heard it on one of your posts. It's Markel, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> My apologies. Yes, My apologies. Yes, Markel, get it right, ladies and gentlemen, yes. get it right. Okay. Uh, Markel, you want to go ahead and invite some of your audience in? I'm going to do the same by touching that paper airplane down at the right hand of your screen. You can invite in uh, your audience, your followers, and things of that nature. You can invite as many as you want or keep on inviting until you can't go no more or however you want to do it. And, I'm, and then I'm going to reintroduce the segment. Thank you so much for okay. being here. No problem. Yes, yes, yes. This is definitely a labor of love for me. I'm very passionate about therapy in the Black community. So I'm always happy to be here and happy to mm -hmm. raise awareness, raise awareness of uh, therapy. Yeah. Okay, I think I think I did it right. All righty, all righty, that's good, that's good. As long as you're satisfied, I'm satisfied. So today on The Unspoken, we have Markel Rape, a therapist, doula, and entrepreneur. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so Markel, go ahead and let everyone know um, who you are, where you're from. Yes, so I am Markel. Um, I am in Dallas, Texas. I'm from Dallas, Texas as well. Um, I am a licensed professional therapist, um, officing out of push counseling and coaching that's in Addison, so not too far from Dallas, like five minutes um, from Dallas itself. And so I specialize in perinatal mental health. Um, and so that is primarily a lot of my client uh, caseload. However, I do see clients from other backgrounds and things of that nature, anxiety, depression, all of the other mental diagnoses as well. Um, and I became a doula, fully certified, um, no, January of this year. And so I haven't had the opportunity to like provide those services yet, but that it is something that I'm hopefully looking forward to getting into as well, so. Explain to us what a perinatal therapist is. So a perinatal therapist is someone who specializes and focuses on women who um, from birth, I would say, I've had clients all the way from when they first believe they are pregnant, right? So from mm -hmm. two to three months earlier than that, all the way into we've passed the birth process, you have had your child, and now we're discussing the transition to um, to parenthood, to motherhood. And then also in that is... Um, the postpartum period as well. And so postpartum usually is assessed by clinicians. Um, I would say six weeks is when mothers will first receive that first assessment from their PCP or OB or whomever they delivered with. And then after okay, that- so can we can we can we explain, is there a difference between just the word postpartum and postpartum depression? 
or when you're when postpartum is mentioned does it already mean that you've been assessed and something has changed actually you said what is the difference between postpartum and postpartum depression yeah so with postpartum from my understanding that it can include various things outside of depression itself and so postpartum depression is when you have gone and got your your assessment so the one that i was speaking about that you usually receive at six weeks at that time that is the onset like the likely onset of postpartum diagnoses and in that assessment that's when you can receive depression um, bipolar psychosis anxiety so it's not just postpartum depression i know that is often um what people think of when they hear postpartum they automatically assume that it is depression but it can be a number of different diagnoses all within that first six weeks and even after there are some research asserts that um even after that six weeks period that you can also still develop um symptoms all the way up until the baby is born okay okay so i want to get into the process of preparing i want to talk about preventative so is there do you think that going to therapy before even trying to conceive makes what would alleviate the possibilities of postpartum how do you feel about that yes and no so okay. i have served clients who um, are thinking about having children who are not currently pregnant um, and just, you know, did a, a old fashioned Google, Google search, like, yeah, you know, therapy is something to, that would help facilitate like a positive pregnancy, a positive birth experience. And I say, so yes, it is a good idea. In regards to it absolutely preventing it, that's where I would say the no, because it is not until after, literally after that baby comes out of your body that is when there is the mental shift that I like to call it that actually mm -hmm. takes place from I am no longer just myself. I no longer have some of the same independence and freedoms that I did have prior to pregnancy. And now that I have this baby, my world has literally changed overnight to me being solely responsible for another human being. And even as I say those words, it's like, that's heavy. So it's yeah. after that is when that is why your mental health is assessed after you give okay. birth and not and it can be assessed during because some um some clients also have experiences of having like depression and postpartum depression like even during pregnancy itself but specifically it is that is why it is assessed after birth because it is a hormonal change right it is the mood it is a sleep deprivation it is all the appetite all of those things are now factors after you have your baby well let's dig into a few more of those symptoms and you just yeah. name them off you just name them off um what 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 are some light bulb moments or 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 light bulb symptoms that would alert someone if they haven't considered possibly being postpartum, what could they look for? What, what would they pay attention to? That's a good question. So some of the things that they can look forward to, like some of the things that I just listed. So the, the first one is your mood. And also like I've had clients say, hey, I'm just, I'm sad. I'm really sad. And so I know that can be, so there's the baby blues, right? And that's a very common one where it's just like this sadness, not necessarily a depression. And so mm -hmm. when it 
after, if it's a prolonged sadness, if it goes past like two weeks, I would say that's when it's like, okay, so you're still feeling incredibly sad. Loss of motivation, loss of interest, loss of appetite, sleep. You're not sleeping at all, right? What does your support system look like? Are you alone with the baby? A lot of the times during the day are you also nursing the baby because are you waking up in the middle of the night to feed the baby right mm -hmm. so you're getting strong alone maybe two three hours of sleep okay so now mm -hmm. that's where we're reaching territory of depression and like i said other mental health diagnoses as well outside of depression but usually depression is the first one but it's usually your mood your appetite and sleep if all of those are off or two of those are off then that's when I was like, okay, this is something that we may need to pay a little bit more attention to. And could so. this possibly, um, well, I know it, it most definitely probably plays a part in the health of the baby, the, the forward movement of how the baby continues to grow and things like mm -hmm. that. Would you um, say that the mom, especially if you're saying that her appetite is off, if she can't produce, could mm -hmm. that be something that's associated with postpartum as well? In regards, when you say produce, exactly, produce, uh, produce, produce milk. milk, if she mm -hmm. cannot produce milk, I can say it definitely can be a trigger for the mom in regards mm -hmm. to, and when I say, so my body's like having all of these thoughts, but in the moment, because I too, so I'm mom and I nurse both of my babies. The moment where I felt like I was not able to produce enough milk, I took it really personal, right? So I felt like I was inadequate. I felt like there was something wrong. Why isn't this? working this is the way that other moms do it and so that added to what i was already experiencing mentally now in regards to the baby themselves that absolutely can increase um opportunities for the baby to not be fed for the baby not to be nourished for the baby to not be as healthy because they are not getting the nutrients that they need and so supplement you know that's our formula and there are there are other sources but it's something tricky about nursing it, it's a it's a di it presents a different type of challenge even though it is recommended by pediatricians by doctors it's it has all the nutrients right but it if everyone's story in starting that process is different okay so it can be i would say again a yes and no if the baby's not re receiving nutrients yes if the mom is stressed and is not sleeping, then it can also be um, some cause of concern as well for the baby. Um, for the mom, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, well, we'll, we'll receive that. We'll receive that. I want to get into a little bit of your history because we kind of dove right in without getting a little mm -hmm. bit more of your background and what this is really all about. So can mm -hmm. you explain to me what made you want to be this type of therapist, a perinatal therapist? How mm -hmm. that came across your table? Uh, Yeah, so... As I just mentioned, I have two kids of my own, ages two and three. <laughs> so they are little. I'm in the trenches with them, right? And so I actually, um, I was out on maternity leave with my second child. Um, and I just completed my clinical hours. And so I was leaving my former employer and like, hey, I want to, I'm bringing it back to Dallas because I worked in East Texas. So I was bringing it back to Dallas and I was on maternity leave and um, I reached out to the founder of Push, who is also a mom herself. And so I was like, hey, this is a wonderful service that you all are providing. Like, this is amazing. I wish that I had 
known of perinatal counseling while I was pregnant because it may have could have changed some things for me. So I genuinely sent like an email giving her her flowers because this is a community that's not discussed. And so from there, she was like, oh, I need a therapist. Do you want to hop on board? And I was like, well, sure. Yeah. So that's how it connected. And so um, it is through motherhood that I have. Motherhood has just changed me individually, but also professionally because I, I see things different now because of that experience and because mothering and parenting it's it's just this ongoing journey where you're learning so much about yourself your kids and so that's how I came to serve this community and also with my first child my son at I would say maybe four and a half five months I developed postpartum anxiety and mm -hmm. it like hit me like a ton of bricks I was in complete denial like no I'm fully licensed this is not what's happening I recognize the symptoms and um, it did not discriminate. So it hit me pretty hard. I was, I was the first time mom, so many different transitions that I went through in a very, very brief time. And I think after my baby came out, it's like, that's when it all kind of hit, if that makes sense. Um, and so, like I said, around four months, he was four months and that's when I develop the anxiety that I had and so that's when I was like oh so postpartum anxieties it's not just depression and so that's when I really began to research more and educate myself and also just um, be an advocate for the community as well soon after that so it's just so interesting to um, consider that mm -hmm. this can trigger so many different changes depression, you miss postpartum anxiety. Um, can you share with us something that you went through experiencing a postpartum anxiety that you would um that 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 and if and if, and if you don't you're not comfortable that's completely fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um but is there anything light or you know of your own decision to your own discretion that you could share just to let some viewers and fewer listeners know um, what that looks like because I think a lot of times mm -hmm. we think we're just stressed out or we think we're just doing too many things at one time anxiety can seem like so many other things um, mm -hmm. so what is an example that you could give us that looks like anxiety and I know it possibly could look different for everyone because yeah. like you said yeah. um, it didn't discriminate for you um, but what is something that you experienced that you could possibly share? Yes. So as I stated, uh, my son was four months old, four, almost five. And I had, so I started with, no, I'm sorry. I was still with my old job. So I was still with there and I had eight weeks of maternity leave. So I took eight weeks um, and it started, like I said, he was four months. Um, it was intrusive thoughts. For me mm. and so mm -hmm. he was born in 2018 i got married in 2017 we moved in 2018 um from east texas to dallas so it's about an hour hour drive give or take um so we moved and then my husband he was working overnight so i was at home in this new house because we bought a house so in a new home in a new environment okay with a new person and then my husband so my person my support he was, he was gone, all right? He was working mm -hmm. overnight. And so 
my intrusive thoughts were somebody's going to come in, get, kill me, the baby. Like somebody's just going to come in and take everything. And, and that's wow. it. And I have no way of protecting him. And wow. so I felt like looking back on that situation, part of it was situational, right? Because I was in a new place. Even though, like, I have family, I have friends here, I have people here, but I felt very alone during that time, like, mm -hmm. when he was so little, and my baby was sleeping, so it wasn't like I was up, and I, I was up, but I, he was sleeping, I thought, fairly well, but it was like I was constantly waking up, making sure that he was breathing, putting my finger under his nose, making sure that I could feel the breath coming from his nose, right, um, and it was, I literally thought someone was going to come in and be like, just take us, take us, kill us. And that was it. And so it wasn't until um, after I spoke with my boss at my old job was like, I think something's going on here. Mm -hmm. Like, I, this is not right. And it only happened in the evening time as well. So during the day, I was fine. But again, my husband worked at night. So that's when I was alone. And... Um, I was like, something's not right here. I think, I know this isn't logical, but it feels like it's about to happen any moment. Yeah. Like my logical brain is saying, this is not, no, this, this is a safe neighborhood. But I didn't know that. Like we were new in the neighborhood. We finalized, like we moved in our home two weeks before my baby was due. So it was, wow. felt like we, we, had, we just had his nursery set up in a bed, in our bed. So I was like, and me just thinking, okay, this is nothing. Like, you you can handle this. This is cool. But it was when I finally, like, literally told my, um, my boss about what I was thinking. Like, it was just, like, floodgates. Like, just wow. came down. And she's like, I, yeah, that sounds like you have. And she, she was a mom as well. She's like, yeah, I... I think you have, and even after that conversation, I still try to like white knuckle it out, like, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like whatever. Like you'll get through this. You you will get through this. Like you know. And so I actually um, received counseling myself during that time, and very practical questions like, can you lock your home? Do you have an alarm system? Is your baby, like, very logical, like, common sense questions, but it wasn't able, I wasn't able to really, like, have that conversation with myself, right? So it took someone else coming in and, like, really, like, just helping me through that situation. So for me, it was intrusive thoughts. And oftentimes, when, especially for new moms, that's what we're doing. Like, we're checking on the baby constantly, right yeah. like making sure that the baby is breathing we have the outlets making sure that the baby isn't suffering or like you know making sure the baby is safe and so that in addition to lack of sleep or inconsistent sleep is like the perfect storm and so that's where anxiety can birth and can come from my goodness my mm -hmm. goodness <laughs> what a worry you are thank you for sticking that out of course you mm -hmm. have your duties that you mm -hmm. have to be, uh, to, to be here for and be present yeah. for but um, thank you so much for sharing that because it's so important for us as a community to know that it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that when something doesn't seem right, something probably isn't right. Mm -hmm. 
and it's okay yeah. to 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 reach out. So thank you so much for sharing that small small piece of your world with us. Um, I appreciate it because it could possibly help someone else. So um, yes, and I also just want to sorry to interrupt you, but just no, no, go ahead about. Um, just the community, right? So black women, people of women of color, it is so, 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 so important to, to, um, to make sure that you have the resources and to not feel as though, because I am black and black women, we have this ability to move. And I, like I said, I try to just do what black women do and just move, like go yeah. through it, right? Yeah. But my, my body, as I like to say, told on me, my mind told mm -hmm. on me, it was like, yeah. you know, you're not just go through this like you go through everything else. And so I had relatives like, girl, don't you, don't you get sad when this baby comes out and don't you do this? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, sure. Yeah. I'm not gonna... And it happened. And so now, like you said, it is a part of my story. And I tell it to clients, especially women of color, I have no issue um, divulging that to them because I think it is it needs to we need to be aware that these things can happen and diagnosis they don't have gender they're not gender specific they're not race specific so it's just like say what you need to say and be heard yeah it's very important it's very 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 important before I get to my next question I'm going to get mm -hmm. to a question from one of our audience listeners Miss mm -hmm. Bad wants to know, can postpartum lead you to interpreting things differently, like mm -hmm. bad on our emotions, like bad on our emotions when, uh, as opposed to what's really going on? And Absolutely. Can, yes? Okay. Yes. Um, I would say so because, and again, with postpartum, you think there's also like a chemical, just like if you were to have depression, postpartum is postpartum because it's after the baby. That's why it's postpartum, right? So mm -hmm. if if there's a chemical imbalance or if there is a lack, it's, I keep saying lack of sleep because that is so key. That is so common in all of these diagnoses is lack of because lack of sleep can make you feel like you're literally like hallucinating. So I was the next you, question. Yes. So <laughs> If you have lack of sleep or if you are alone or whatever, you can easily internalize that as something personal. You can easily internalize it like you're doing something wrong. Um, it can be interpreted so many different ways, which is why you have to sometimes voice it out. Like you need to say it to someone else out loud because sometimes that other person that's not in our world can see like okay no you may be going through this this is why you're thinking this or da, 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 da. so i would encourage you know not to just ruminate by yourself over these thoughts because it is easy to do it's very common to do but absolutely you, your interpretation can be off because of just so many different changes hormonally environmentally baby crying baby like all the things right mm -hmm. um so yes, for sure. So you mentioned lack of sleep. Now you know how hard it is to get some rest. Some people have babies and the baby sleep for eight hours, twelve hours. What did mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you ladies do? We need the prayer. Okay. <laughs> we need we need the prayer. But for those 
that did not have a resting child and are just battling with that, since you're a mom, I would love to know if there are any tips that you could give our mothers out there to um, to help support that, you know, the sleep mm-hmm. pattern. Is there anything that you remember or that you would that you ever tapped into? Sure. Um, so I'm thinking back. So with my son, like I said, he he slept fine. My daughter did not. Okay. She, she wasn't having it. Sis wasn't here for it. So, um, and what does what does sleep fine mean to you? Like, how many hours is that? I would say under four. About so up to four hours. Yeah, fine. I would say okay. some. And again, some people can operate off of four hours just fine. Right. Right. Some of us need that eight. Some of us are okay with seven or six. But I would say under four consistently. We're talking like numerous days. Yeah. Three days. Four days, you're not getting any sleep. You're not taking any naps throughout the day either, right? Because that that nap also counts as some sleep. So if you're just up, up every and oftentimes when um, babies are waking up, they're waking in the evening. They're waking up every every hour, every other hour. So it's not a lot of time in between, right? And so if your baby is not resting first, first you can. And I know I'm thinking about this. I'm saying out loud um a lot of like medical doctors or professionals are like hey well your baby is the first zero to four months you just you're not gonna get any sleep like that's also very common like that, it's like that no, you, you're not like your baby is going through too many developmental changes their brain is working too much yeah you just you're not gonna get it but of course i'm gonna yes you try me to try to get your sleep so if you have for first if you have a partner who's there they need to be a part of the sleeping routine they they have to be now with my first son like i said my husband was working at night so i why i got as much sleep as i possibly could um i i took naps i drank water like i tried to nourish my what my body in ways that i could um but if you cannot sleep during the day try to sleep during the day i mean and if you can't sleep at night try to sleep during the day um taking well, a try nap to sleep when the baby's sleeping y'all yeah, that's said <laughs> that's commonly said but oftentimes we trying to clean up we trying to put the house back together we're trying to you know do other things besides sleep because if they don't happen when the baby is um sleep then they don't happen right and because the baby, but it's so unpredictable when the baby. So I heard that, yeah, you know, try. To, I got dishes, yeah. I got laundry, yeah. I got I got stuff to do. Yeah. And so if I don't do it, we both just screwed. <laughs> well, right, like, right. And so it yes, on your lifestyle too. Yes, it, mm-hmm. yes, it depends on your lifestyle as well. If you have assistance, if you utilize your village, a meal train or whatever, like just just try to utilize those resources but if it if it's on you right mm-hmm. then you that it may not look like everybody else's routine and that's okay right and so i try to also like tell my clients that you know like i see pumping yes pumping that's like everything takes time so it's like oh only got two hours oh mm-hmm. only got an hour and you know a half or whatever so it's just like do i need if you need to sleep, sleep because you won't be able to do all of these things that you need to do if you if you can't stay up. 
So try to sleep when you if you can, and then if you have time to dedicate to those other things that need to be done as well. Most definitely, most definitely. I think we have one more question. Does can postpartum make you feel like your baby doesn't love you? Mm. Yes. Yes. And that speaks to attachment and attunement, I would say. So attachment, that is like the relationship that we're building with the baby when they are first brought into this world. And I've had clients speak of like their baby often is inconsolable, right? So their babies cry a lot when they hold them and when dad or whomever else gets them, they're fine. So again, if you add that with not sleeping, not eating, you haven't gone out the house in two weeks, like any of those things, it is very, very easy to take those as like, my baby doesn't love me, my baby doesn't like me. Why am I here? This, this baby don't care if I'm here or not. Like a lot of those thoughts are just born out of those hard places like that and, and those experiences because it's it's so easy. It's so easy. The 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 fragility of the mom's mental state when yeah. baby is first born is so delicate and anything can impact and I don't say anything like anything in the world, but like it's easily impacted, I should say. Um so yeah, but absolutely I would say that Yes, you can internalize some of those signals or behaviors from the baby as, you know, very personal. And then that can make it even harder for you to try to connect and attach and bond with your baby because you feel like your baby doesn't love you or like you or any of those things. Okay, how important do you think, with all of that being said, how important do you think therapy is during pregnancy? Mm. Because it sounded like to me it's vital. <laughs> Honestly, no, because you're going through so many changes. I mean, I only mm -hmm. had one child. I had him when I was young, and I had a lot of health. So my mm. first five months, a lot of people take a lot more time, but I didn't work. I, I breastfed. So I wasn't up mm. in cleaning. I wasn't up in cleaning all the time. I wasn't mm. up in trying to figure out work-life balance, work-life mm. balance. Um, but, you know... If you could do it over again, would you consider therapy during pregnancy? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I would. Mm -hmm. um, and as I said, like, that's when I actually came to where I'm at now was during maternity leave. And I was like, if I would have, if I had known that this was a resource that I was able to utilize, I definitely would have taken advantage of it because pregnancy, especially first time pregnancy mm -hmm. and every pregnancy is different but I think it's something very specific about that first time because everything is new mm -hmm. every single thing that you're experiencing is and so if you have a, a therapist that can kind of that you can check in with and discuss some of these experiences they can normalize they can educate they can speak to things and, and help you kind of like mentally regulate if that makes sense um because it is a big transition. So yes, I would absolutely. And I mean, all therapists don't have, you know, background in education in postpartum or prenatal or whatever. And so um, even if that therapist can provide you some resources, if they're not, then that's helpful. And then if you want to specifically see someone, you know, who specializes in those things, then I think I don't, I definitely think it would not hurt anything. So right. I right. would absolutely encourage it. 
Miss Bass said, I wish I would have had a therapist, but I was afraid I didn't mm. want to be crazy. What would mm. you say to someone that comes in and says, you know, or, or that's having a hard time even coming in, even get, picking mm. up the phone? Because they don't mm. want to seem crazy. They know some main writer school might be loose here and there, but they don't want to voice that. That's why this is the unspoken. I thank you so much for dropping that comment. What would you say to that person? First thing is you're not crazy. <laughs> That's the first thing that I would say. And again, normalizing the experience because when you normalize it, then that makes it it speaks to you not feeling alone yes. in this experience, right? So I would validate that emotion, validate that experience like head on as soon and then give them the space to just to just say it to just vent because oftentimes when we're talking things out loud that's when we can release them from our mind and like put them on the table and then everybody's looking at it right so um absolutely i would validate that emotion validate because i mean again hormones and everything like you can you really can feel that way but you're not your body is just going through a lot at and it's adjusting to this new thing that you're doing to it. So I would validate that and we would speak to it and we would just really get to the root of that and address that and hopefully be able to move forward from that space, from that mental space. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, anytime that you feel like something isn't right or you feel, mm -hmm. if you're asking yourself, am I going crazy? <laughs> it's time to ask somebody else. That's what I mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you stand there and say, you know what, I, I must be going crazy. It's time mm -hmm. to give somebody else a professional. That's why Jesus said, please seek wise counsel. God said, seek wise mm -hmm. counsel. Mm -hmm. You know, the wise counsel is God. He seeds of wise counsel in this world. It'd be like a slap in the face not to cater to your own self. In Absolutely. That um, Absolutely. So, let's, so let's come a little bit more into the now. Since then, and being where you are now, what are some things that you incorporate into your day as a ongoing, uh, would you call it an ongoing, um, a, a ongoing practice of relieving yourself of postpartum? First of all, let's ask, how, is there a time limit for this? Because mm. I know a lot of people want to know. Somebody asked me that. Oh, yes. Yes, that's a really good question. It's a common question. Um, and my clients usually hate my response because I always say it depends. Um, it depends. And then so you think about, and I say that, so you think about the mom who who may have was may have had depression or diet or you know, anxiety or something after pregnancy, but her kid is three and she's never spoke to anybody about it. Mm, so it's like, mm -hmm. so what have you been doing for three years, right? For three years, have you been in this mental space? And I mean, it can vary. It can waver, right? It doesn't look the same day to day. Yeah. But it's just like, so you've been in survival mode for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. Right? So let's let's address that. Let's, just, let's speak to that. So I say it depends because it varies. Like some people, six months three months, some people one to two years. It, it literally depends. And then you also have to think about the timing in which you begin to incorporate resources and speak to the experiences that you've had versus like, well, that was 10 years ago. It didn't affect me. I'm pretty sure may have in mm -hmm. some form or fashion because no one, 
becomes a parent is not affected in any way at all. I, I, I don't even know who that person is and if they exist. <laughs> it's going to change you, right? In some way. It is. It is. And it's supposed to, but it's a lot at one time to yeah. to adjust to, right? I've heard, I once had a client say that literally everything about me is changing. The foods that I eat, the clothes that I wear, the time I go to bed, the time I wake up, everything is changing. And yeah. so that can be a lot to um, transition to even if you have, you know, supporting resources, which is beautiful, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. But still, it is you who are doing these changes. And I think the most important thing that people need to realize is that any transition in life is going to be, is going to evoke some form of self-change. Mm -hmm. So when you consider the fact that you're going through a transition, whether it's from moving from one place to the or to another, or adding a new life into your equation, like a baby, um, a lot of times we don't stop to consider what that really looks like, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. let alone plan. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's mm -hmm. so important to have an opportunity to express your feelings and figure out what's actually going on in your mind. Um, mm. and that's what really therapy is about. If I, I honestly, if I didn't got, get fired from my, um, home health care job where I had to transfer patients and my boss mm. was looking at me like, you're pregnant. Oh, you gotta go. You gotta go. I work for a black owned company and I just, I just, I'm thankful that they kicked me out because mm. honestly, I probably wouldn't have had that story of I wasn't working because I'm a worker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to work. Yeah. I probably would have yeah. worked the last day. I was still transferring mm -hmm. patients, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, so thankfully, it didn't ever happen that way. But had it not, where would I have been in that, mm -hmm. that process? So it's important to step back and take take your time and um, and realize these things. And through transition, is gonna, there's going to always be some level of change. Now, let's mm -hmm. talk about your, your practice and, mm -hmm. and, and what you offer how people can possibly sign up to work with you are you taking clients what is it giving <laughs> okay okay so as i said um i'm located in dallas i'm also um licensed in florida in vermont just to do telehealth sessions as well okay. um but i'm i'm based in texas if you want to see me in person you need to come to dallas that's where i'm at um in addison and so like i said it's like five minutes away from actual dallas itself and so i work for push counseling and coaching and the founder of that practice is tiffany weeks Tiffany Wicks, I'm sorry. And um, she's the one who created Push. And I want to say she's even franchised to Baltimore. Um, and so, <laughs> so oh, yes. yes. And so um, I provide, like I said, I provide perinatal mental health service to my clients. A lot of my referrals are through Push because Push, that's what we are known for, right? It's providing services, prenatal services to to mothers and to, to couples. I've had to do couples counseling as well because if you are going, like if you're pregnant and you're in a relationship or pregnant married or pregnant in significant other or whatever, it's going to change that dynamic as well. Yeah. And so just discussing that and getting, you know, because males, other partners, they also have experiences 
um, that are not often highlighted, um, but they also too have their own experience about postpartum and how it affects their partner and seeing their partner and that state and all of these things. And so um, I do, I do provide services for that as well. And so I am accepting clients. And so all right. I accept insurance as well. Um, Come so on. Have- Say that one more time, please. <laughs> yes, I do accept insurance. I know some of us, we don't accept insurance for various reasons but i do um and you know so, what yeah. i i support the entrepreneur so there's nothing wrong with that um mm-hmm. however i do feel like we need a nice percentage of us that mm-hmm. provide through insurance because this is su- there's such a dire need for it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and as people are coming into a better understanding of what it really looks like and how it can really help I mm-hmm. think it'd be, you know, it'd, it'd be vital to accept insurance. However, like I said, I, I support all across the board, but I'm so glad that you mentioned that. <laughs> yes, yes. Insurance, yeah, it's, I, when I uh, receive my own personal counseling, I utilize my insurance as like the next person. Yeah. So, yes, I do. And like you said, it's just a, a gateway, right? Because we all have different things that we need to tend to. And so I, I like to make therapy a smooth transition right because i know it is still an elective you don't have to have counseling but if you can and you have resources and benefits that provide that to you then hopefully you can utilize them and i'll be on the other end of that you know welcoming and ushering you into the process amen okay let's get into this doula title we know it's new Mm -hmm. but let me know what you're going to be doing as a doula and what people know what your doula clients can expect from you first of all explain that because some people may not know what that is so give us that first yes so doula so i'm not birthing babies i'm not delivering babies right so what i am i'm basically like the hands and ears and mouth everything for the mom i'm support for the mom right so i'm like her her one-on-one outside of whomever else that she may want to be involved in that process i am attuning to her needs and helping her to be in a space mentally emotionally physically where she can deliver the baby and so there are like um different techniques that i can like on her body like to help widen her hips or to help prepare her body for birth and so that is exactly there. That's a birth doula. And then you have the postpartum doula who um, is only available or not only available, but helps when the baby is out. And if you need someone to help cook you meals, if you need someone to help, you know, organize your home, do laundry, like she's involved in the home um, and wow. helping you transition to. So, yes, I didn't even know what a postpartum doula was until I actually was introduced to that. So yes, there's a postpartum doula, there's a birth doula. And then you have your midwife who actually does the birth, the labor itself. Okay, what category do you fall under in regards to the doula? Just birth, just birth doula. Just birth. So not birth I didn't even know that that was something that was available. Mm-hmm. We need yep. to, I, I need to get a, 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 a postpartum doula on, a birth doula <laughs> on. I have a birth doula on right now. Okay, so, so as a birth doula, you said different parts of the body you can help Mm -hmm. widen the hips is this at what time during the pregnancy do you come in to assist is this from the from the beginning 
it depends on the the I guess the way that they the doula has their services laid out. Okay. So with so it's actually myself and um, the owner of Push Tiffany. We are co-dueling together, and so the way we have it in our contract is we'll do. I want to say is it I think four either two or four um, visits during the prenatal period, and then two or four or not two or four one or two after the baby is born and then the actual birth itself. And so we can be integrated throughout the entire pregnancy um, in different parts. Like there are specific appointments like that really in the, the third trimester is really when, and you can have appointments, you know, prior to the third trimester, if you want just to like discuss the plan and the preferences that you have for your actual birth itself. But really it's the third trimester and then the birth itself is where we really utilize. Okay, y'all. So holla at your girl if you need a doula. You know, <laughs> as we're getting becoming more aware of the actual beginning of life and the fact that everything matters, mm. I think this is something great to look into and provide for your child and yourself. Like to have a doula. Goodness, I wish. Well, I I guess I kind of had a doula in my grandma. She didn't know how to spread my hips or oh. like that. But, but she was around, you know. So yeah, yeah. Peace to her beautiful soul. Thank you so much for her being around. All right. Mm -hmm. What about the, your entrepreneur title? Mm -hmm. Give us some insight of what makes you an entrepreneur. Yes. So um, I actually created a, uh, what is it called? Glow Affirmations for Black and Brown Moms. And so it's an affirmation card deck um, where I just have different affirmations throughout each phase so I have one during um, pregnancy birth and then postpartum so after baby is out of the body and so I have I have affirmation cards that speak to each of those phases and they're specifically for black and brown mothers like I said um, it's important the mental state is so important throughout that entire process and so I just the cards that I wrote I was intentional in writing them because they speak to the safety concern, right, that we have of, for our children who are black and brown, right, mm -hmm. and them being harmed in any kind of way. So I speak to my child is safe, my child is healthy, my child is happy, all of those things. And so that's what makes me the entrepreneur. And I am a business in itself. Like, so I independent. I contract this is a brand, artists. okay, you guys? This is a brand, okay? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So um, that is where that title is. And I just want to say that affirmations, like, I honestly, this morning, affirmations eased some tension off of me. I was mm. driving to a destination, and I woke up this morning, and I just was feeling a little tired, but I just started speaking over myself, and I just said, mm. well, come on now, man, I don't need to do this every single day. Yes, 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 <laughs> it really yes. It does help you, you know, and then as you practice mm -hmm. it more and more. So thank you for having that. I need to go in and grab me a deck. <laughs> support the queen and support myself at the same time. I'm so, so thankful mm -hmm. that you provide that because we need all the resources that we can get, okay? Life Absolutely. life. I'm not saying Absolutely. hard, but it's life. And so mm -hmm. the fact that we have people mm -hmm. out that are out here putting foot to pavement and producing things. We always want to support you. Thank you so much for providing that. And thank you for being in this space. Yes. Is there anything yes. else that you want to share? Any any other uh, questions from the audience that you guys would want to ask um, before we let Markel let you know exactly where you can go to get those cards 
and to link up with her. She's going to have all her information in a few moments. I think that was I think that was all from the audience. And the only other thing I had that I think I didn't go over, you pretty much covered the ground of what your purpose is and the purpose of your business. But just one mm -hmm. more time before we get off, give us <laughs> your purpose and the purpose of your business. Or you could just do all in one, the purpose of your business since you were brand. Um, the purpose of my business, um, as I said in my bio, is to really provide advocacy and resources and support for black and brown people. And if you want to be specific, black and brown mothers, right? So both of those populations, but really that is where my heart is. And um, they say after painful or, you know, trying times, that's where our passion is born, right? So I, I really do believe that God put this over my life to go through that experience with postpartum and now to be able to be on the other side of it, yeah. right? And to be able to be an advocate and to let other people know like, hey, you can get through this and like, you are amazing. Like you are all the things. So let me be in this space with you and, 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 be on this journey with you, right? And let you know that you're not alone. So it, that is really my purpose. And I find joy and happiness in that. And like I said, I really do believe that it was something that God, because I'm very hard-headed and stubborn. And so I think Sometimes it was something he, he had to, yes, he had to like <laughs> set me down really quick. And so um, that's what happened. And because of that experience, um, that's why I'm here today talking about it. So that's my purpose. That's that's my passion. That's that's everything for me. So, and thank you for having me and doing this platform. It is amazing that you this have platform. these conversations. It is amazing this that you have these my conversations. Purpose. Okay, <laughs> we need to know, yeah. and we need to mm -hmm. now, and we need to start now. We need to start as soon as possible, and we need to see what it looks like to be on a health journey, and we need to know that it's okay to not mm -hmm. be okay and we need to realize when you start asking yourself are you crazy you need to ask somebody else <laughs> it's mm -hmm. okay to ask it's okay to get help we don't mm -hmm. have to carry this weight we don't mm -hmm. have to do it all out by ourselves so this is why i'm here mm -hmm. this is why, and i'm and i'm appreciative yeah. of you all that have gone through the schooling and gone through the the studies and, and just the test and how long did it take you to become a therapist? Ooh, you probably had me another hour. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And this is how you know when you're doing something that's driving you more than you're chasing it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because when something drives you, you just can't let up. It's gonna wake you up in the middle of the night like, oh, you got that test tomorrow, up. Oh, Remember, you're supposed to sign up to go to school or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. It's the same Absolutely. thing that this is for me. So, so, so you send it in our purpose. But I appreciate you as well. Thank you for um, giving me a little, few little flowers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You deserve yes. it. Yes, ma'am. So go ahead and let everyone know your website or what, your all your social media handles, where they can contact you um, for mm -hmm. services and or to get the deck. Yes. So the link for the deck is on my um, Insta my profile on my Instagram. My Instagram name 
is the I have two. This one is the Crimson Queen, which I probably need to go in an update. But that's that one. And then I also have one. Um, it's Trust of Process Counseling and Coaching. So that is my like private individual um, that I have. And so those are my two Instagram. And then um, what I I don't have an official like individual website, but I am on Push Counseling and Coaching like under Meet the Team. I'm also you can find my information in my bio on there as well and then you can you know dm me I'm, I'm a millennial so i'm on all the things all the time so um yes they can you can contact me on there dm me or send me a message email my email is markel m-a-r-c-h-e-l-l at push counseling and coaching.com so you can also email me on oh, as well and then where can they purchase the deck is it at the same the that is on the um, bio for under my Instagram account. So the Crimson Queen is the bio. All you have to do is click the link under the bio, and then you should be able to go ahead and purchase the deck from there. Okay, so link in the bio. Support any way you can. If you're not in the Florida, Vermont, or Texas area to get mm -hmm. services, you can still support and give yourself some love. Okay? Absolutely. And affirmations day. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Our um, and we, you know, maybe we'll be having you on again. I love to follow up. I love to follow up with my therapist. So well, let me Absolutely. ask you one more thing. Is there anything else coming up that we should be on the lookout for? Or are you be on the lookout? Okay. Be on the lookout. Be, be on the lookout. I have some things brewing, so be on the lookout. Um, hopefully, partnering with some organizations that provide uh, suicide prevention awareness and things of that nature. For so, hopefully, that'll be coming next month. And then, you know, doula and, and everything else that's taking off. So just be on the lookout for. Just be on the lookout. Sis is busy in her purpose. Thank you again <laughs> so much, Markel, for being on today. Absolutely. Honey, listen, this has been the Unspoken on PGH Network, where we push and motivate you to stand in your purpose, grow, and heal. We will see you all next Monday. Not Wednesday. We'll be on next Monday with another therapist by the name of Terrence, and we're going to be discussing transition takes time. Okay? Mm. All right. Mm. So we look forward to seeing you all back here. Thank you so much again for being here with us, Mark, and Thank this you. audience. Thank you for your questions and comments. We love you all. Continue to stand in your purpose growing here. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.